Welcome to another edition of NFL Draft Preview, but of course the final episode in every season of NFL Draft Preview is really NFL Draft Review. Ethan Greenberg, Dane Brugler, the 2023 draft is officially behind us, which means we're looking at 2024. I'm just kidding. The Jets have a seven-player class. We're going to go over it pick by pick, but before we dive into who the Jets selected, what you like about these players, what are expectations, Dane, I have to know, coming back from Kansas City, how does Kansas City barbecue stack up in the Brugler power rankings? Uh, we're not going over my 2024 mock today? I thought that was... <laughs> yeah, uh, we could do that okay, too. Well. Yeah, okay. we, we could, uh, we could. Maybe a little flair at the end, you know, cliffhanger <laughs> for next year. Uh, spoiler, Caleb Williams. Um, so, <laughs> like, like uh, the barbecue is awesome. I, okay. I, I've been to Kansas City once before, and I remember it fondly for, for the barbecue. And uh, it, it, it was, especially the burn ends. Uh, the burn ends were outstanding. Kansas City knows how to do their burn ends. Um, the brisket was really good. Um, the sausage was good. Um, had some ribs. Those were good as well. Um, sides were okay. Uh, the different places I went, sides were okay. But uh, the meat did not disappoint. And what is the go-to place now? If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, maybe I'm from Kansas City. Maybe I'm passing through. Maybe I want to make a stop because I'm an avid fan of food and barbecue. Where should they go? Um, I mean, there are definitely a few places. Joe's was a, was a good place. Uh, Q39, um, I, that, that place has really taken off, it feels like. Um, it was always busy when I was in there. Um, there there's a lot, a lot of different ways you could go. And uh, I, I, I did not – I went there multiple times, and both times I was uh, – I left with a smile on my face because it was uh, it was a good time. A lot of different ways you could go, also known as the NFL Draft, which we will dissect very shortly after I ask you, how many meals did you have that were not barbecue? How many total meals did you eat in Kansas City? And how many meals, and this is excluding like if you had like a like a protein bar or something or anything right, like that. Right. No snacks. I mean, like you're going, you you have a menu on your phone or in your hand and you're ordering, how many total meals were you in Kansas City for and how many of them were not barbecue? I was there Wednesday through uh, Monday morning, so uh, a good couple days. Um, two meals I didn't have barbecue? That I is, guess. that's it. That is That's incredible. It. Yeah. It, well, because I mean, like the way I do it is, I'm all about the leftovers, and okay. you go to you go to lunch for a barbecue place, and you've got your snack later on because you're getting. I'm loading up. It's like, okay, give me the, the brisket plate, but add add a sausage and some ribs to that too. Okay, yeah, no problem. Okay, <laughs> all right, and then later on, I, you, you got a little leftover mac and cheese. You got your brisket. It's oh, it's it, 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 that's as, as good of a snack as you could possibly have later on. Barbecue leftovers, one of the many gifts that keep on giving. That's what I hear from you. It is. It's absolutely. Okay. Well, the NFL draft, another gift that keeps on giving every year. Of course, next year's in Detroit. We're not talking about next year. So let's go over this. For the New York Jets, they were supposed to have six picks. They end up with seven. Or they were supposed to have six. Then they trade. Then they have five once they acquire Aaron Rodgers. They end up with seven after a couple draft day trades from Joe Douglas. Starting, let's say, with the 15th overall selection, Will McDonald. Now, when you are watching the draft and you see the Steelers trade up, your initial reaction is also Broderick Jones to the Steelers, is it not? 100%. 
Okay. That, that's what it felt. The Steelers needed that tackle. We saw the run start with Paris Johnson, then Darnell Wright, then Peter Skaronski, and it just felt like uh, if the Steelers didn't make a move for their tackle, they weren't going to get one. So all the mock drafts had the Jets taking an offensive tackle at 13 before the trade, even at 15. Like the, the final mock drafts, a lot of them had Peter Skaronski at 15, who ends up going a couple picks before the Jets. And then the Jets go... Not a surprising pick in terms of position, pass rusher, Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State, but I would say that not a single mock draft had Will McDonald to the New York Jets at 13 or 15, but there were some tweets, like Jim Nagy tweeted out there that he was, McDonald's was one of the players that was picking up steam late in the process, same with Daniel Jeremiah. Now, why do you think Will McDonald is a good selection schematically for the New York Jets? 6'4", 240, uh, really, really flexible. I mean, this guy, he, uh, his joint flexibility is special. Um, it's really something to watch. Uh, speed off the edge. Bottom line, if you can get to the quarterback, if you have that type of athleticism as a pass rusher, you are going to go high. You have value to t- NFL teams. And, you know, I, I did not – I had a second-round grade on Will McDonald uh, myself. But when you factor in that Jets depth chart and what he's going to be asked to do, we're going to see plenty of flashes from Will McDonald this year of him winning off the ball and forcing the quarterback to move his feet. Because, again, when you have those athletic traits, uh, that's exactly what you're looking for. Uh, to you, you just want someone that's going to put pressure on the pocket. And Will McDonald can do that. So, you know, we can talk about value. We can talk about uh, you know, whether or not this is a need for this team. Uh, bottom line, you just, you're, you're, you're adding another bullet to the gun. I mean, you're adding another guy that you can put into the rotation and is going to make an impact for you. And so you know, at, the end, at the end of the day, it's all about getting better. And the, the Jets defense is better with Will McDonald. The, the Jets defense also doesn't really have someone with the body type or type of pass rush that Will McDonald provides. Like Carl Lawson is an undersized pass rusher, but he's jacked up. Jermaine Johnson's pretty like rock solid. Will McDonald, based on reading like what you wrote in the Beast, different scouting reports, seeing highlights, he seems like a very athletic, wiry type of player. I've seen comparisons like stylistically. Granted, I know you're not a huge player comp guy, but are there shades of like... Randy Gregory to his game or Brian Burns? Because that's what I've been reading. Yeah, I think Randy Gregory, that makes sense. Uh, you know, really stretched out frame. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't have a ton of bulk on, on his body. Um, and doesn't really have the body type to, to add all, all that. So it's not like you're going to, oh, once he gets into our program, you know, he'll be 260. I mean, he's always going to be a leaner player. And that's okay. Um, I, I, I do think that it shows up at times in the run game. But you are drafting Will McDonald to get after the quarterback and use that length, use that uh, the flexibility that we talked about, bend the edge, his ability to bend the edge. That's uh, you know really really impressive. So um, he has the lateral agility where he can make uh, or he can avoid blockers and doesn't get uh, locked up. So even though he's not in terms of power and strength. He's not that type of rusher, but he does a nice job unwinding from blocks, keeping himself free, and then going and chasing, uh, getting after the quarterback. So that closing burst that he offers is pretty impressive. And again, it's just you're adding another guy to the rotation that is going to keep everybody fresh and keep 
putting that pressure on the quarterback. And there's definitely value in having a guy like that. And Will McDonald said that he wants to be around 250 pounds. That's his goal for this season. You kind of mentioned it in your answer there. But is the next step for Will McDonald just to get stronger and probably be a better three-down player? Because, like, for the Jets, if Will McDonald plays on third down and he's part of the third down package, it makes a lot of sense. Go after the quarterback, you know, line up, pin your ears back and go. What If he's asked to play on first or second down when it's run or pass, is that where he needs to take the next step and shore up his game at the pro level? Yeah, I mean, play strength, um, but then just – Becoming a more well-rounded player, uh, both as a pass rusher and as a run defender. So as a pass rusher, you see the athletic traits. There's no doubt about that. But adding more deception to his rush. Uh, you know, blockers know that he wants to win with his length and his, and his quickness. But adding more moves to his arsenal so he can mix it up a little bit, sell uh, blockers, break down that rhythm. Um, just just being a more well-rounded player. So um, I, you know, I want to see him become more of the sum of his parts. You know, you, you love all these different traits that he offers, but using all those traits in unison to be the most complete player, he's just not there yet. And, you know, it, it, it's not guaranteed that he'll ever get there. But, you know, I, I think that you are encouraged by the promise that he shows and just the, the fact that there's not many athletes in this draft that are 6'4", 245, and can move like he does. Will McDonald, interesting juxtaposition because he's somewhat new to football, transitioning from basketball to football his junior year of high school, but an older draft prospect turning 24 soon. So, all right, there's Will McDonald. And if you if you know nothing about Will McDonald, let me just say this. One, he's a freak athlete. There are videos of him jumping over cars, including SUVs. Like, one of the videos that he... It, one of the videos he posted, he jumped over my exact car. I'm not going to say the brand because sponsorship could be listening. But, look, he jumped over a crossover SUV, and it was very impressive. And it's not a small SUV either. It's like a pretty solid crossover SUV. Two, football-wise, 34 career sacks at Iowa State. That's tied for most in Big 12 history. Dane Brugler, thank you for the information there. One more than Von Miller's. And that's a pretty good guy to beat out in the Big 12. But... We'll see what happens when Will McDonald takes the field as a New York Jet. Round two, Dane, you hit this one out of the park, right on the head. Joe Titman, the newest center for the New York Jets. This should not have been a surprise to anybody. No. I mean, how much did we talk about Joe Titman being an option there in the second round for this team? Um, you know, he's a little bit bigger, taller than your normal center, but I think he has guard center versatility. Uh, even though he was a center only for the Badgers, I think he does give you that center guard versatility. So he's adding immediate depth from day one for the Jets on the interior of the offensive line, and he's going to be a starter for a long time. Um, you know, you love the athleticism. You, wait, you love the way he moves, the body control, the balance. Um, I, there are times where he does spend a little too much time on the ground, uh, sacrificing that technique uh where you know he needs to be more a little more consistent um but this is a guy that is a, a fluid rangy big man and so i think he had he's a great fit for the scheme they want to run you think about uh, the zone the footwork the you know play side backside he can do all of that um he's a really strong player once he gets his hands on you he's really smart so a lot of you know just kind of keep checking the box check the box for what you want in a center or a guard at the next level. So 
big fan of Joe Tittman. He was my top center in the draft. Um, and a, a guy that uh, I, I think the Jets can feel really good about giving them that interior offensive line versatility that they want. Not to mention he has an elite mullet. It's just incredible. Yes, yes. I mean, it's uh, a fun thing with him, too, is he's, uh, you know, you think about the background and, you know, thinking about a, a guy that learned under Jason Fabini, uh, you know, a longtime NFL player. Uh, and a New York you know, Jet. Very familiar with the New York Jets. So, uh, you know, he, he that's that's where he was coached up. And that's where, you know, he's very, so he's very familiar with the organization. Um, and, you know, he comes from football. Uh, he, he's, uh, it's in his blood. It's where, you know, his dad, his grandparents, um, uh, one scout told me that it, at his high school, uh, Bishop Dwanger in Fort, Fort Wayne, Indiana, at one point there was, uh, he said 18 Titmans on oh the, the varsity roster at that high school at one point at, at one time, or if, not, not just Titmans, but from that family tree. Like it's just, it's a family of football players. Um, so this is a guy that this is football is what he's known since he was, uh, you know, at a young age. Um, and it's, it's, it's what he, it's what he lives for. So football passion wise, uh, you don't have to worry about that. He, he, he brings it and he's got the body, the strength, uh, the intelligence to do it. Uh, this was a, uh, home run pick there in the second round. Joe Tipman is in my opinion, the epitome of a Joe Douglas guy. So take that for what it's worth. Also, I, what do you think a, a family, like a Thanksgiving, like a turkey bowl looks like hmm. for the Tipman family? It's got to be a, out of this world. I, I would have to imagine there's some uh, black and bo- uh, blue, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, body parts after that one. Maybe some <laughs> bloody, uh, bloody shirts. Um, I mean, but, you know, you grow up with that, right? You know, that's all you know. And then you go to Wisconsin where it's just that type of program. Uh, you know, he was sold right away on Wisconsin. You know, he, he had he, Notre Dame was going after him. Iowa was going after him. A lot of, you know, really good schools with offensive line pedigree. But once Wisconsin was part of the mix, I was like, okay, this is where I'm going. And, I mean, he was a tackle in high school at Wisconsin. They'd love to cross-train these guys. So he was playing ta- or he was playing center and guard. And it just so happened to get the best five on the field, they kept him at center. Uh, but in reality, this guy, uh, pro- probably not at tackle, but at guard, definitely has a skill set to do it. I feel like... Again, with the Turkey Bowl. One, they fielded a 22-man roster of Tippmans alone. And two, there was somebody like there was somebody either too young or too old to play or injured, and they were filming, and they went over the all-22, like over the turkey legs, over some mashed oh, yeah. potatoes and stuffing. So, oh, yeah. You, you yeah, know there's it's got to be. some bragging going on. Oh, and yeah, some, huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a trophy involved. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the winner of the Turkey Bowl had home field advantage for next year, like, Oh, yeah. Like that's that's whose family hosted the following year. Like, was yes. it the brother? Was it the sister? Depends who wins the turkey bowl. And, and it's a type of thing that just it, it sticks with you the whole year round. I, like Fourth of <laughs> July, they're they're still bragging about it. So n- no doubt, I I would not be surprised at all if that was the case. Yeah, Fourth of July, they're probably like in training camp practicing for it. <laughs> probably, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's the type of family he grew up in. Back-to-back picks, the Jets take an offensive lineman, selecting Carter Warren in round four out of Pittsburgh. Now, Joe Douglas says that he feels like Carter Warren could be one of the steals of day three, considering the measurables that he offers. Why do you think he said that? Like, What is it about Carter Warren that gives Joe Douglas that kind of hope for Warren's 
future NFL career? Six, five and a half, 310 pounds, over 35 inch arms. Um, if not for his knee injury this year, uh, he only played in four games. He, I mean, he, he was expected to be a top 100 pick. He was supposed to be a future NFL starter. So to get him on day three, um, as long as the medicals are okay, I mean, you trust your doctor, you, tr you trust your training staff, as long as they give you the thumbs up, like, hey, you know, hey, he'll be fine for training camp, no long-term worries. As long as you feel good about that, uh, I mean, this is a player that, yes, he helps your depth, but also there is legitimate hope he can be a, a starter down the road. Uh, you know, he, he moves well uh, out in space. He controls his movements well. Uh, he plays with leverage. He uses that length to his advantage. Uh, he's got a really uh, – his hands are usually on time, and once he gets his hands on you, uh, he can create – uh, create movement and both in the run game and in the passing game. So um, I, he was a captain. I mean, there's a lot to like about uh, Carter Warren and what he brings uh, to, to the Jets roster. And so, like I said, I, a guy that right away is going to give you that depth, but down the road, I, he is a legitimate contender to compete for a starting job. In your opinion, if Carter Warren were asked to play tackle this season in a pinch, how do you think, he would fare uh, as long as he's healthy, you know, because that's what we haven't seen him healthy since last September. Um, you know, so as long as he is fully healthy and ready to go, I mean, how much rust is there, uh, kind of to knock off before he's, you know, because he hasn't played live football in so long. That would be my only concern. I think ability-wise, he's ready for the NFL. Um, you know, he is. Uh, he has the the traits to do it. He, I think, he has enough experience. I mean, he played. 40 games. He had 39 starts at Pitt. So he's played a lot of football. Knocking off the rust. That'll be the question mark once he, you know, the he gets on the field and uh, you know, it's it's playing live football, the speed of the NFL. There I think there'll be a little bit of an adjustment period. So if you want him to step in, I there there probably be a few lumps uh and, and a few road bumps along the way, but um, I, I think he's a guy that if you stick with him and, and be patient, he can get there. But what rookie doesn't have lumps and bumps along the way. I think it's a good time to remind whoever's listening to this that Max Mitchell was a fourth-round pick this time right. last year, and the Jets were like essentially saying, like, this guy could develop into a swing tackle and be like a, a very solid tackle or be thrown into playing action, and that would be where he – like his best NFL future. And what happens? He starts week one for the New York Jets. At right tackle. And he was thrown right into the fire. Full training camp. Took the most reps out of any New York Jet in the preseason. And then, because of injury, has to play and fared better than a lot of people thought. Particularly, like Robert Sala said, he's a lot further along than we thought he would be at this point last year. That was last training camp. So, yep. just take that for what it's worth with Carter Warren, who has a huge wingspan, and is just a mammoth oh, yeah. human being. Also, he's 24 years old, and another good time to remind fans, last year the Jets selected an older player, Michael Clemens, who contributed immediately for the Jets, and maybe that's the way the Jets wanted to go for some of these day three picks, and I'm about to debunk that with the next pick, another pick guy, Izzy Abanaconda. From everything you read, this guy just seems like he has the juice. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. That That's what he's giving you. That's what he's bringing to the field. Uh, get the ball in his hands and let him hit the Jets. Uh, he's got that quick scan vision, so he's going to 
quickly look and then he's going to go. He's not going to waste any time. Uh, I, his vision is above average. One step burst so he can cut and go. Uh, you know, he is a is a really fast player. Ran four 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 in the forty yard dash. Um, you know, he he was a guy consistently on film picking up these chunk yards. Uh, he averaged over six yards per carry. My biggest issue with Izzy is just the contact balance. He's a guy, you know, it's once he's, and this is why he was available, uh, you know, in the fifth round is once he, you know, it, it makes contact, uh, you know, he, he's going down, you know, he's not breaking a ton of tackles after contact. Uh, but I, I think that you have to catch him first. Right. And so his ability to scoot through gaps, uh, really stress pursuit angles and then take it the distance it's it's really impressive. I mean, he you could argue he has the most juice of any of these running backs this year. Uh, so you you factor in you know as a pass catcher needs to get better. He's uh, wasn't asked to do it a ton. Um, you know he was a, he was a screen target, but you know he he needs to get better in that area. Um, and, and then just you know being more consistent in some of the you know running back specific you know ball security. Uh, making sure you're catching the football, things like that. Once he gets better in those areas, because he's a young player, like you mentioned, he's uh, just 20 years old, one of the youngest players in this draft. So, again, I go back to the contact balance. That really bothered me, but he's an instinctive runner. I love the vision. I love the one-step burst, and then that runaway gear that he offers. That's something that – and he's not going to be asked to obviously be the bell cow in this Jets offense. You add him to the mix. You add him to the rotation. That's a fun little change-up that you can add to the offense. Uh, Once you – you know, Brees Hall's back. You've got a a running back. uh, You know, Michael Carter's still there. You've got a running back room that you can – you know, the different ways you deploy these guys, spread out the workload. Uh, It should be a fun way to, to utilize the run game. It feels like a couple things. One, the fact that he's going to be 20 when the regular season starts is incredible. He's turning 21 in early October. Two, what you just said is the point here. The Jets have a very good running back room, and this Izzy Abanaconda is not going to be the bell cow for the New York Jets. So, also, I'm a little, I'm a little mad you didn't put me on to this before because this is one of my favorite write-ups okay. in The Beast. One of my favorite sayings. Runs with a fully charged GPS system. That's incredible. First of all, the fact that you thought of that is is amazing. What exactly does that mean? Because I drive Uh, with a fully charged GPS system. It just gets me A to B. Right. (laughs) And I I think that's what I'm, that's what I mean when I say he's instinctive. Like he, his ability to, uh, you know, you think about once he has the ball in his hands, his vision to see the entire field and see all the different roadmaps, all the different uh, access points where he could go and understand in a split second the okay this is my best bet this is where i'm going to gain the most yardage where i'm going to meet the least resistance and that's that, that's a quality that is uh pretty special because you want guys that aren't overthinking they they don't have to spend you know one mississippi two mississippi to see the field and understand okay this is where i need to go he's very quick very instinctive so that gps system it's ready to go as soon as he gets the ball in his hands He's got that GPS system in his mind telling him, turn left, and, you know, boom, he's gone. And so that's 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 where that, the instincts come from. So Izzy Abanaconda is basically artificial intelligence. Uh, it, it, with the way that he, the, the quick thinking movements, that quick scan vision, uh, yeah, he's got that. Okay, and also, just fun fact, 
I asked him his favorite place, uh, his favorite pizza place in Brooklyn because he's a Brooklyn mm-hmm. guy. And yeah. being a New York guy, I was just kind of curious. He said his favorite spot, I think you'd appreciate this, is like a local dollar slice place. You know, that, that, right. to me, that that's, is a true local. That's it. Hole in the wall, mom and pop place. I mean, that's where the best food is. So, no, he he, he knows. Uh, you know, it, now, if you were to say like Sparrow's or I don't you know, he, he was <laughs> some like chain. That, that might have had to be in the weaknesses uh, section of his report. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that yeah, I, instead it's a strength. That, that's what right, we're agreeing yes. on. Okay. Yes. It could have gone either way. Also, I really like that you wrote excellent spatial awareness to slalom around blocks. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, good word choice there. So after Izzy Abanaconda joins the New York Jets, the Jets go back to the defense in sixth in the sixth round. Western Michigan linebacker Zaire Barnes. Seems like he fits the size, speed, profile of what the Jets want in their linebackers. So, given that, what is if he were Clay? Like, why do the Jets want to mold him into the player that they think fits his system? Yeah, I mean, coming into the year, he wasn't really on uh, the radar much. Uh, but this past year, uh, he was outstanding. Uh, led the team in tackles. He had almost 100 tackles. Uh, he made plays in coverage. Um, you see the speed, uh, you see the athletic ability and, you know, he was an NFL PA collegiate bowl guy, uh, got more notice there. Uh, and he's had a nice little journey cause he was a high school safety goes to Western Michigan, uh, makes the transition a linebacker. So, you know, he has that cover experience and that, that really shows on the field. So, you know, this is a guy that is always around the football. Uh, you, you, the way he tested at, at 233 pounds, ran a four, five, four, uh, all across the board, he tested off the charts. So his ability to key read and go make plays, uh, at, at the very least, you feel good about what he's going to give you on special teams, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he makes a, a, a strong play, uh, to be a key backup at linebacker this season. He, he has that type of ability. He seems pretty soft spoken, but obviously when you see what happens on the field, Something Mm -hmm. changes, similar to the next Jets selection. In the sixth round, again, the Jets go address the secondary. Jarek Bernard Converse, excellent name because of the Converse in there. But with someone like him who has cornerback safety flexibility and versatility, how much of of a value is that for someone being selected in the sixth round compared to somebody who is just a corner or just a safety? That's a key part of this is the versatility in the back end. Uh, you know, we talked about it with Joe Tipman being able to play in multiple spots up front. Um, and it's the same thing here with Bernard Converse uh, being able to, you know, you have that cornerback experience. Uh, they moved him from uh, safety to corner, played some nickel. They just played all over the place, uh, both at Oklahoma State and then when he transferred uh, to LSU. And, uh, you know, he's, just, he's played a lot of football. I mean, this is a guy that took advantage of that extra year, that COVID year in college. So uh, really a five-year starter. Um, so the production outstanding has special teams experience and then being able to play multiple positions across the secondary, that, that is a key part of of the value of Bernard Converse and what he brings, uh, to the field and what he brings to uh, your depth chart. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I had him graded a little bit further down, but when you you talk about the versatility, you talk about the speed, he ran a four, three, nine, 40 yard dash at the LSU Pro Day, uh, jumped like 42 inches, uh, 6.94 three cone, uh, under seven seconds. I mean, I 
he, he tested off the charts. That that helped as well. So athleticism, versatility, that's the type of traits that you're looking for in, in once you get to day three and six, seventh rounds. The athletic traits is something that's a common theme here on day three for the New York Jets. And even think about to pass drafts, like Brandon Eccles had a freaky yeah. pro day at Kentucky. He obviously has turned into one of the – a starting gunner for the Jets, but he started as a rookie for the Jets, and he was a, a late day three pick. So potentially Bernard Converse could follow that mold in the New York Jets. We'll see what happens. Robert Sala did say that the Jets really like his smarts and his instincts. When you take a look at the day three selections, though, between Carter Warren, between Bernard Converse, and this next guy, the guy that wrapped up the 2023 Jets draft class, the athletic testing is off the charts. Potentially no more than the Old Dominion tight end, Zach Kuntz. Now, there have been flashes of what he could be. How good could Kuntz be if he hits his full potential? All the talent is there. This isn't a question of does he have the talent or not. It's just a matter of consistency, staying on the field. Um, And even last year when he was healthy, he had 73 catches. So this guy, this is a guy that, uh, you know, Penn State transfer, former top recruit. um, uh, He he turned some heads at the combine. And it wasn't just, I mean, yes, he he led all tight ends with his 40-inch vert, with a 10-8 broad, uh, 6-8-7 three-cone. Uh, he had a four, five, five, 40. I mean, it, it, the numbers were outstanding, the testing numbers, but not just that his workout, catching the football, the way he was moving, the way he was tracking the ball, the workout at the combine was arguably more impressive than the testing data. And I think that says a lot about his ability. So, uh, t- I'm surprised he lasted until the seventh round. I thought someone would, uh, you know, take a bet on those athletic testing numbers earlier, but pretty good value, uh, for the Jets to get him as late as they did. 6'7", 255 pounds. I mean, this guy seems like a physical freak. I mean, that just seems like the best way to put it, is it not? Uh, No doubt. I mean, his wingspan, you think about it, there were 51 offensive linemen at the Combine. His wingspan was larger than 43 of them. Offensive linemen. So this guy is a huge human being, and I mean, he's not just 6'7", he's 6'7 and a half, uh, and just there's a lot to work with here. Size, speed, ability. Again, this is the type of you know throwing darts in the seventh round. Throw darts at traits like this. This is the type of guy you want to target because you might have something here. But as a player, what is he like? Because obviously there's the potential, there's the injury questions there. I understand all of that. As a tight end, when healthy, and I, don't, I guess you're referring back to 2021 when he started 10 games, what is his profile as a tight end? I mean, as you would expect for a guy that size or that speed, uh, you want him. He was at his best on crossers and, and these runway routes where he could stretch out his stride, get going. Um, I, there are too many times where I thought he was relying on his body to finish catches. And so just being more consistent away from his frame, I think, would be really important for him. Uh, but this is a guy that. Uh, you know, has has these abilities and, and you know, that length that he offers, it, it, I think you have more room to put on some muscle, get stronger. Um, but the way he can stretch out a stride, he can get over top coverage. You can see him run the seam. Uh, you know, he's uh, he'll work the middle of the field. Um, and then as a blocker, definitely needs to get stronger, but he'll seal down blocks. He'll, uh, you know, get he'll get busy in the run game, no doubt. And that is the perfect way to put a bow 
on the final episode of 2023 NFL Draft Preview. Even though this episode was a review, it's the only way to close it out. Dane, as always, we appreciate you coming on every year. We'll see what happens in 2024, but I think a big reason why of the Jets' success is obviously the NFL Draft, and you've been a big part of contributing and informing our fans of why the Jets are going to be good and why the arrow is pointing up. So we appreciate you. No, it was so much fun. I, I really enjoy it. It's fun. High point of my week uh, each week. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I look forward to it uh, and can't wait to do it again. So thank you, Ethan. Except for the barbecue. I can't even take that. The barbecue's got to be 1A. I'm okay being 1B. Uh, I mean, yes, let's have priorities here. Come on. <laughs> Dane, appreciate it. Make sure you get some much-deserved time off and do whatever comes your way. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.